Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Moneyline with Donnie Wrightside and Scott Wetzel on SportsGrid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 159. Let's go. Let's have some fun right here on a Wednesday afternoon right here on The Grid. Scott Wetzel, Donnie Wright side here. Wednesdays with Wetzel. A lot to get to. Bowl season. I guess you could say it's finally really underway at this point because at the end of this week, particularly Saturday, we will have the college football playoff. But also, four games start today. 2 p.m. as the first game. Central Florida versus Duke. A lot of topics to get to. Scott, how are we feeling? You're right. You should be rested and ready today, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The last three or four days doing absolutely nothing. You know, time off just doing mm. nothing during the holidays. Yeah, just, just, just kick back and enjoy life. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's me. Okay. It's it's uh, it's going back to work that now puts things back into a normalcy for me. Uh, vacations are fun, but they're a lot of work. A lot of work. I'm telling you, I struggled Monday morning, Scott. They get that little wake-up call, 4.30 a.m. It was a yeah, tough yeah. one. Usually, like, I'm all nice and chipper when the show, the lights go on. I'm like, hey, you know what? Batteries aren't recharged all that much yet, and I got a feeling... Again, I'll be working on Monday, early morning, too. Another holiday coming off of it. I'll be feeling the yeah. same effects here. Now, great segue here, feeling the effects. Tua Tagovailoa, feeling the effects of a possible another concussion. I can't figure out what's going on in Miami because Pro Football Talk, the account on Twitter, just said Mike McDaniel noticed something was amiss with Tua Tagovailoa during film review on Monday, and McDaniel encouraged Tua to see a team's doctor. Now, is this a way for them to put this story out here as we're on the up and up and we're the ones helping out Tua, or is this like, uh uh-oh, we might be in trouble. Let's make a story up real quick and get this one out here. You know, I got to tell you, honestly, I did not watch that much football, baseball, mm-hmm. or basketball or whatever over the last uh, couple of days. But I did watch the second half of the Dolphins yeah. game. And, and I yeah. got to tell you, if it took game study the following, or really two days later, <laughs> whatever it was, for yeah. them to realize something was uh, up with Tua. I mean, was that, have you seen a, a worse performance in the second half than Tua? I mean, I have joked it, saying there's got to be something yes. wrong with him. He, he can't be this bad. He, he just, there's got to he must have hit his head somewhere along the line the first half that I didn't see because th- those passes were atrocious. So I I, I don't know what that team is doing, Donnie. I, and I'm a Dolphin fan. I mean, between the first time, uh, you know, with the Buffalo and Cincinnati situation, and now they they want to come back and say, ooh, you know, woo is me. We didn't notice it again. I mean, are you talking to the guy? You know, what did he say on Monday in your little chat with him that showed he had a concussion that you didn't, you know, realize this on Sunday during the game when you were talking to him, right? I mean, I, I, I don't, just amazing. Just amazing how this you all started up all over again with, with Tua and then not, not being able to realize he's got a concussion. Because I was, I did the same thing, Scott, on Twitter. Like I'm watching the game, and after the third interception, my I think my exact tweet was basically like, the only thing I could think of is he's point shaving at this point because the interceptions didn't even make. There's some bad reads that you can make. There's some jumped routes, and hey, you know what? I threw in the double coverage deep. It got intercepted. You live with that. But they were getting progressively worse, as if it was like, is he actually shaving points? So again, obviously, clearly, probably was concussed in the second half. But I think you're right, also. It doesn't take till Monday. Coaching staff, offensive coordinator, head coach, offensive lineman, you are talking to this guy all through halftime because it's supposed 
supposedly they're showing down that clip of late in the first half when he banged the back of his head pretty violently on the turf, which is probably where he got it, which coincides with him playing terrible in the second half. But you're asking questions going back and forth. Like, you've been around somebody who's drunk before, a little bit out of it, or maybe just like, hey, man, something ain't right with this guy. There's no way they went through the entire second half and he was lucid, happy, talking exactly like, hey, yeah, yep, I just missed it here. I know this play here. There had to have been some telltales. Or was it like, hey, let's just make it through this football game. Hopefully we can win and we'll deal with the fallout later, which came Monday. We say, hey, too, hey, you know what? Why don't you go get checked out? What, he didn't know he had symptoms? Like, I'm not even understanding the story as it's being played out. Yeah, and and where's Tua's part of this, right? I mean, that's he's what I mean. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Come forward and say, listen. Uh, even though I may not be showing you guys, but there's something, it's not registering upstairs. I'm in, in a little bit of a fog here. None of his teammates noticed that. I mean, you're right, Don. He he couldn't have gone from completely on to all of a sudden Monday completely off. I, you know, there had to have been some signs, whether it's the offensive coordinator, the head coach, teammates, somebody to himself. So somebody had to say something and notice something, right? I mean, it, it's just it's unfathomable to think that they could throw him back out there again after what happened earlier in the year. I mean, you try to equate it. Like, let's just say you are a decent high school basketball three point shooter, right? Firing away. Hey, man, I'm three for four in the first half. Second half, I went 0 for 7, didn't hit the rim, and four of them hit the backboard, and three of them went over the backboard. Like, hey, hey, yeah, he just doesn't have it in the second half. Like, no, you probably would sit the guy down and be like, hey, hey, is everything okay? Did something happen out there that we should know about? Because, again, these weren't interceptions that you were saying, like, oh, it was just a misread. It looked like, Scott, he thought the Green Bay Packers were on his team. Here, well, here's a lollipop. Pick this ball off. And, and here's the scary thing, Donnie. Take out the San Francisco 49er game film, and I'm telling you, those interceptions Mm. against the Niners and his awful passing Mm. against the Niners was the same thing as the second half against the Packers. I wonder if he had a concussion early in that game. I mean, that, that game, he was just the absolute worst. Or the sad part of it, maybe the Dolphins are saying, well, you know, two weeks ago, this guy couldn't hit the broad side of the barn, so maybe that's just Tua today. I'd hate to think, you know, that they're they're getting used to Tua being that bad. But the, that Niner performance and this one, very similar. Very, very. He's just so off. It's a good point you bring up, too, where maybe he's been concussed quite a few times this year and just feels like he's feeling normal. And then it just catches up with an extra little nick, an extra ding, or even just a simple linebacker blitz that gets to him, which sets it off. Tough story here, because this looks like one of those seasons where the Dolphins are going to propel themselves and into the future. Maybe not so right now. Keep it with us right here, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the grid. Let's go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
Back at it here on a Wednesday afternoon, ready to roll. College bowl season underway. We're going to have some fun talking some college football bowls as well as the NFL slate because there's a lot of intriguing things that are popping up here in the NFL. We'll get to Carson Wentz now becoming the starting quarterback once again for the Washington Commanders. But we do have four bowl games on today. Starting at 2 o'clock, Duke and UCF, 5.30 p.m. Eastern, Kansas and Arkansas. At 8 o'clock tonight, North Carolina and Oregon. And then the nightcap at 9 p.m. Eastern. Old Miss, Texas Tech. The thing I, I'm not a real bowl season type of guy. The bowl season has been sloppy to start. Not a lot of excitement on the big teams. But if you are an overbacker or a prop player, today is the one to watch. I mean, Duke UCF is 62 and a half, Scott. That's low man on the totem pole today. You got a 69 and a half, a 71 and a half, and a 74 and a half with North Carolina and Oregon. Dipping your toes in on any one of these four games today, Scott. Yeah, you know, the unders have dominated 7 13 and 1. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, you just keep on waiting for the the outburst, but I think the days of just betting blindly college football bowl game <laughs> overs are, are long gone. Hey, there are too many transfers, too many kids True. uh, you know, not not playing in these games now and coaches leaving everything else. Uh, they're all playing in front of 2,000 people. I've watched bits and pieces of nearly every game, not all, but nearly every game, and there's just nobody in the stand. There's no excitement. If not for the four-letter network footing the bill, these mm-hmm. games obviously would not be going on. There's just like – and I can't think of one that I look back on and say, boy, what a great game that was. That was a lot of fun, and I and I get these teams probably had a lot of fun. I mean, they've been low-scoring, boring, non-competitive for the most part. Um yeah, so as but that's not going to stop me from gambling, uh, obviously. So uh, I do like Central Florida today. You know, you mm-hmm. want to give me uh, points against Duke? I'll, I'll take that. Duke, I think, is a great team as an underdog. I don't know if I necessarily count on them as a favorite. I like Arkansas against Kansas, um, and I always play double-digit uh, dogs. They're two and zero so far against the spread this year. Uh, so give me North Carolina plus the thirteen against Oregon as well. Yeah, should be interesting. Starts off at 2 o'clock. Got a couple prop bets that I have today. Not a less sides because we're going to get into some topics here overall. Uh, I did take Riley Leonard, the quarterback here for Duke, to go for over 254.5 yards because I don't care about the scoring per se so much here or the side. I just think he's going to be able to let it fly. Also, I did take him at over 1.5 touchdown passes just to have some interest. Not anything gradual here. Just looked at the past couple games he's played. It made some sense. That's what I did. Now, talk about bowl season here, Scott, because I've been railing on on it for years now. I used to love bowl season. I came up as a, as a kid in the 80s and the 90s, and bowl week, which was way less than it is now, was only a few games, but typically very good games on each and every night where everybody played. Scott, I did two bowl videos today where one game had 30 between the two teams, between like injuries late in the season, transfers and opt-outs. Each one of them had 35-plus in each game. Wow. And I say to myself, because it's one thing where you say, like, hey, there's still money. I, I understand all that. I, I get the point. And football on TV is better than no football on TV. I, I get that. But if you're looking at, like, an NFL game this weekend, right, or if you're looking at, let's just say, the college football playoff, you study it. The kids you know want to win. The coaches want to win. There's not a lot of turmoil. And if you lose the bet, then you lose the bet. But at least you feel like you probably got your money's worth. I looked at these games, I'm going over and saying, like, okay, this line's three and a half, the total's 62. And I'm saying to myself, like, I have no idea, Scott, who the quarterback is. Both running backs are gone. Five of the top six wide receivers or tight ends have opted out. I'm like, what are we actually doing with bowl season at this point? Because I think your point is valid. Outside of ESPN putting it on, and again, they're going, the networks are going to make money. That's why they put them on. But also the Pro Bowl, Scott, in the NFL made money. And eventually they go, this is a mockery of our sport. Don't care if it makes money and people are watching. It can't continue this way. Yeah. You wouldn't think so. And the coaches, you, you left out the coaches. They're all leaving. Half these yes. bowls are being coached by interim head coaches. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's remarkable, you know, and it makes it impossible to bet. You're, you're really just better off. I know this sounds goofy, but if the idea is to break even with these bowl games, at least the first 20 or so, just pick all unders, all overs, all dogs, all favorites, and just hope, you know, you flip the right side of the coin. And, and worse comes to worse, you lose a couple of shekels because it more more than likely will end up being, you know, right around even when everything is said and done. But you don't know. What Wisconsin last night in Oklahoma State, perfect example, mm-hmm. both quarterbacks gone. You know, I mean, I mean you, you're betting on teams you think are based on what they did in the regular season when it's it's completely different. You know, it's a whole new personnel um, it's just it's it's like flipping a coin on some of these things. It really is. 
Like the games on Friday, too, like Maryland, North Carolina State, Pittsburgh, UCLA, South Carolina, Notre Dame. Like you have, you know, value teams in there, Power Five, Clemson, Tennessee. And just going over the game, like South Carolina, Notre Dame, which typically, if you just put it on paper, like, wow, okay, let me maybe tune into that. There are so many, but like Notre Dame doesn't even know who their quarterback is going quarterback, to be. Yeah. If it's going to be like a third or a fourth stringer at this time, or a kid that hasn't played since September, top players are leaving. South Carolina's defense, I'm not so sure that they didn't lose like every single player on their defense to opt out, transfer, <laughs> or I'm going pro. It's amazing when you try to break it down. And I think the books recognize it by going, uh, two and a half favorite for Notre Dame, 51 and a half makes some sense here. Good luck and get after it. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. And how about Notre Dame getting uh, Sam Hartman, uh, the quarterback out of uh, yeah. out of Wake Forest? I mean, yeah. the guy has been playing college football since he was twelve. <laughs> yes. Mean, and yeah. I said it this morning. I think college football they don't even care, Donnie. And I, I think their philosophy is anyone that wants to stay yes. in college football, you can stay. You want to play until you're thirty, and people know who you are. Great, because we're losing everybody to the NFL. So as long as you want to stay in college, you, you can play. A guy was spent uh, four years, five five years, five years away yeah. for us. All of a sudden, he wants to turn, you know, uh, go to Notre Dame after, after five years. Same head coach and everything. Good head coach. Uh, weird. Yeah, you're right. But how do they come up with the lines for some of this stuff? I, I think they really just throw it out there and hope that they're not getting blindsided uh, by by large uh, line movements and someone knows something that you don't. You know, I was talking to Kevin uh, too earlier in the week about like the Sam Hartman situation, but even goes further back because. A sixth year, which was the kid from, uh, was it Clifford, I guess, at Penn State also was doing the same thing. And the, right. actually, I'm glad I brought that up because it was Clifford that brought up my initial argument saying like, well, now he leads, let's just say, the uh, all-time record books in Penn State in touchdown passes and whatever. And I was asking, kind of said, that's not even fair. Like, he got a sixth year due to COVID and is breaking records where nobody else is going to have that chance to do it again. Should there be like an asterisk above it? Like, oh, no, no, it's just the way it is, which I hear it, but it's wild to think because Sam Hartman was asked before the season, even before the injury came up at Wake Forest. Hey, you coming back next year? Like, no shot, man. I think I've been college like, you know, a million years. I'll probably just turn pro at the end of the year, but NIL money kicks in and here we go. He's good. Like, can you imagine, too, you show up because we've been in college. College playing football, 22 years old my senior year. Like, there's 17 and 18-year-old kids coming in as freshmen. Like, you're already old as is. But now you're like 23, 24 with the 17-year-old. you got to feel like a grandpa in that room at this point. Yeah, but you said it there, Donnie, NIL. <laughs> you know, a lot of these quarterbacks yeah. – no, listen, I love the kid. I think he's great, but he might not have the arm strength, and I'm guessing that's what his people have told him. Listen, stay in college as long as you can. Yeah, make so a million he's bucks. Probably saying to yeah. Him, yeah, he's probably saying to himself, I can make literally a million dollars if I go to a big-time school mm-hmm. versus getting drafted in the fourth, fifth, maybe, maybe sixth round and, and maybe not even make a roster or get put on a practice squad and make $50,000 a year. Where, where do I sign for the college? I can make a million dollars going to Notre Dame or, or UCLA or wherever. Might as well stay as long as I possibly can. But it yeah, just who knows? everything into mix. You know, they're all transferring all over the place. It's crazy. Yeah, which it's it, which because the transfer portal was meant to. And again, the NCAA never thinks like far down the road. It's like okay, okay, you guys are yelling at us. Transfer everywhere. Well, you basically ruined your bowl season because in the past, like kids that were couldn't transfer sit out. Okay, hey, I got to stick it out. Maybe the next coach comes in. Maybe I just improve, like, uh, be a better player next year. But at the end of every year, it's like everybody just goes into the portal. I'm not playing in that bowl game. Coach doesn't like me. I'm out of here. As opposed to practicing and instead of being third string, now you're second string and now you're a starter. It makes it just for absolute madness at this point. And it's creeping in even to the New Year's Six bowl games as opposed to, you know, just a lower level. Like, you're seeing, like, Coastal Carolina's got guys opting out and transferring in the portal. That's what I'm saying. Like, where did it wasn't supposed to get down that far. It was supposed to be like, hey, I'm a first-round draft pick. I didn't make it in the college football playoff. I'm supposed to go number one overall. That guy should sit. There's always a debate. Now guys are just looking and saying, hey, I'm going to sit out because I want to transfer and don't get hurt, or I might even be a third-round pick. I don't want to have hurt my draft stock. It's wildness. It's absolute wildness right now here as we take a look at college football. A lot more to get to today. Stick with us. Radio Moneyline. Call 844-843-6879. It's Donnie and Scott. We'll be back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yo, bowl season. Yes, underway. Two o'clock kickoff today. UCF and Duke will keep you posted once that game kicks off. With any updates that we have, three games tomorrow, four games, actually five games the following day, and then Saturday, which is New Year's Eve. That's TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia. We'll get some takes there from Scott in just a bit. I'm going to change course here just for a moment because I love this story. And the fact of the matter is we are so engulfed, Scott, in bowl season and also professional football that there's some baseball news out there that would be wild and center stage if it wasn't this time of year. It's Carlos Correa who went to the San Francisco Giants. Pen the paper never happened. Or actually, I think pen the paper happened, but it was kicked back out due to a Hey, we don't understand this, you know, lower leg injury you have. We want more information. Oh, doesn't look like it's going to work out. And the Mets in the middle of the night go, who cares? Let's give you $315 million. Get over here. We'll just wave you through the medicals. Not so fast. Now being held up again for medicals here. We don't know who to believe with hundreds of millions of dollars and double-digit years on this contract, Scott. Your take. What is going on with the Mets and Carlos Correa? I don't know. How can a guy have an injury back when he was in spring? But back yeah. when he was in, uh, Come on. Uh, in the minor leagues, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, literally, and all of a sudden it pops up now. Didn't hear about it last year. You know, I didn't hear any team say, well, we're not interested, you know, because of this injury. You know, they just got the two year deal with the opt out from Minnesota for Correa. Very weird, right? I, I mean, I could see the Mets situation a little more than San Fran in that the Mets are probably saying, listen, we got stuck with David Wright. You know, yeah, you, you could go. Yeah, I hear people say, just go get insurance. <laughs> they had insurance with David Wright. But unless the player yeah. wants to retire and yes. David Wright did not want to, they they were stuck for paying David Wright, what, three years? Like, like $25, $30 million, whatever it was for yeah. him? I mean, yep. so the same thing could happen with Correa. He, you know, they may say, we, we don't want to pay you. But Correa may say, well, I'm not retiring. So here it is. So I don't know why they would jump right in. You know, did they not believe San Francisco? Did they just think San Francisco wanted out and, and had uh, chicken feet and, and, and are making something up? But clearly they're not. And we talked about it. How do you go from two years last year to, to 12, 13 years from teams this year? Uh, it, the whole thing doesn't make uh, any sense. So I don't know if they're going to find another taker. You know, the offer him four or five years as Craig gets so pissed off and, and just, you know, I don't know, but it's very bizarre, though, right? I mean, there's got to be something there. Two teams are saying the same thing. That's what I would say, though. Yeah, and maybe it goes even further back because the only team we were ever looking at, basically, for him to return, it was interesting to me that Houston, you know, big market team there, wanting to win World Series, let him go to the Twins. And he signs that deal with the Twins, which I believe was a three-year deal, but the opt-out was on the player's side all three years. So he goes to the Twins for one year and opts out. Oh, no, big free agent, here we go. And we didn't hear anything because, again, when you're with one organization, they have the medicals. They're not just releasing medicals. Across. Hey, guys, you want to take a look at Carlos's right. you know, medicals right now? So he gets there and goes to San Francisco. It doesn't work out. But I have a feeling that Scott Boris, with one of those backhanded moves, going, hey, look, man, this, this is nothing here. You can actually scoop in if you want to. Yeah, sure, cut one year off and uh, still give him 315. We'll make agreement in the deal. Because the Mets, with their ownership group, if there's one team that's willing to just splurge and say, let's just see what happens and sign right. them anyway, and they're not doing it, that's a major red flag. But in typical baseball fashion, I did see the report that said, well, if the Mets don't sign them, Scott, there's three other teams down here that want them, which basically is probably Scott Boris putting out there going, right. hey, look, you keep this up, he's going to another team. 
Right. And I don't know if there really are three other teams. Well, let's put it this way. There may be three other teams. With one-year deals? Right, <laughs> yeah. right. I, uh-huh. I, I doubt very much at this point there are going to be three teams willing to give like 10-year deals. Uh, I, I doubt that very highly. I wish they would just say, what's the concern? Right? It's an injury that's six, seven years old. Do they think it's going to reemerge? Do they think his leg is going to fall off? I mean, you know, what what is it that gives them the concern that this is going to rise up and be an issue again? You know, but I, I guess you can't do that with the HIPAA rules. But I, I would like to know what's keeping you, you know, from doing it. And, you know, eventually, you know, maybe this will open, dare I even make the suggestion, Donnie, that this will open other owners' eyes to the fact that, you know, Given 10, 11, 12, 13-year <laughs> contracts, even to the person who's 100% healthy, is probably not a smart idea, guys. You know, maybe we should stop doing this. I kind yeah, of which it hasn't part. happened in the past, right? I mean, this, this is relatively new. It's like, hey, the new wave thing, and now yeah. you're seeing this go down and saying, now, hold on, what are we getting? Because it's probably something to the, the fact of, let's just say it's an ankle injury. The surgery wasn't great when he was 19, and he's showing some early stages of, let's just say, an arthritic condition. And the doctor's going, well, there's a chance by the time he's 32, he's going to run at like half speed. Like, well, wait, I still got like 10 years left on the contract. And like, yeah, you know, we got to back out of this at this point now. Yeah, we'll be happy to pay you $25 million on a year-to-year basis with the team as the opt-out clause as opposed to just locking right. it up for that long term, which is it's amazing. You're right that it's gotten this far and these contracts are so absurd. And back to your point where you say, like with David Wright, like, hey, buddy, just retire. Oh, hang on to my dream. I'm going to get paid because yeah, it's guaranteed yeah. contracts. It was like when we used to say that without Albert Pujols, at the end of his string, oh, he's got two years left. Al, just do the right thing and retire. And he's like, well, hold on. They owe me eighty million. Would you retire for eighty million? No. Like if they send me a check for eighty million, okay, yes, I'm going to retire. But they weren't going to do that. They're just crossing the fingers. Like, hey, maybe he gets embarrassed by his play and he just wants to retire and save us money. Nobody would do that. Yeah, I, I say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. They're asking him, like, would you retire a couple weeks ago when the team was really lousy, lousy, right? <laughs> and, and I told my kids, like, he's not going to retire. He's guaranteed <laughs> in two years at $45 million, $50 million. He may not play. He may get cut. They may say get lost, but he's not going to announce his retirement. He'd be walking away from that. Um, and, you know, with, with Correa, too, Donnie, listen, he's a nice player. I would take him on my team. Real good, solid player. Uh, you know, great in the postseason. But he's not a superstar. You know, this is not Aaron Judge or Otani or, you know, pick some other. You know, he's a nice player, but you could go get yourself a Carlos Correa next year or maybe in a trade or something versus, you know, taking that kind of risk if your doctors are saying, eh, you know, three, four years from now, this is not going to look good. Um, I, I would be more inclined to walk away, and I, I'd be shocked if he got anything more than a three or four. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't think I wouldn't give him anything more than a three or four year deal. But but who knows with baseball? Yeah, just hanging in the balance too. Like it's been like a week where it's like two sides trying to negotiate things, and yeah. the Mets have done this in the like again. The Mets have a lot of money, but I think it was Kumar Rocker that came out as a high draft pick. Said, okay, we got him, and you know we'll, we'll get to the medicals later. And they actually got to the medicals. And like you know, we're not even going to sign you at all. Forget about you taking less. We don't want anything to do with you at this point. So maybe the Mets have a little bit more physical responsibility than we give them credit for. But we'll see where this Carlos Correa things ends up, or what team he actually winds up on. I believe somebody said that. Inside source, Scott, fifty-five percent chance is what he would put it at if Carlos Correa would still sign with the New York Mets. So, in gambling terms, that's a really good percentage. But in signing a contract, and you're a fan, that's not a great percentage as opposed to one hundred percent. We locked him in and we signed him here. Let's turn it back over to the NFL, Scott. Thursday night football, Dallas and Tennessee, and I love this type of stuff because it's very rare. Like two weeks before the season ends, a team with under five hundred record goes, "Hey, you know what? This game doesn't." mean anything because next week means everything and that's where we can make the playoffs the Dallas Cowboys opened up as a five and a half point favorite at FanDuel now it has ballooned to ten and a half at FanDuel and a 40 and a half so my question to you if you are Tennessee because this plays off of the Jacksonville game do you rest your starters now granted you can't rest everybody it's the NFL you only have a certain amount of people that are active on game day what do you do if you're the head coach of the Titans Scott what are you doing in this game well, you can't rest the starting quarterback, right? Because the starting quarterback yeah, exactly. is a backup quarterback. Oh, my goodness. So, he needs know, work. I mean, oh, my. Yeah. And if there's ever a guy that needs work, Oof. it is Malik Willis, right? Wow. Yep. I, I, told, I told people this at the beginning of the year 
the guy wasn't any good at Liberty his second year last year. He was two years ago, phenomenal. You look at his numbers at Liberty last year. Uh, when everyone had a book on him, he was awful. I, I I didn't think he'd even get drafted, or at least I wouldn't have drafted him. So, and we're we're kind of seeing that now. So, I I know one guy I would not play is Derrick Henry. That that definitely is. I, I would not do that. You you have to play your offensive line as bad as it is because otherwise you'll get Malik Willis killed, right? So <laughs> you know, you're almost kind of forced to, to to play the starters, whether they really try or not. You know, might be a different story. But you know, see, that's lost five in a row. You know, you you want to break that. It, it's not like they're three and three heading into this game. You know, they, they got a bad taste in their mouth. They got to turn things around. So I actually think we're going to get an honest effort out of them. Um, may fall apart, but I, I, I would not be uh, that quick to lay that 10.5 on Dallas. I agree with you, too. I, I do agree. Look, I don't know if Tennessee can hold up starters or non-starters against Dallas, or even what Dallas is on a short work week on a Thursday night on the road where they probably thinking, hey, God, you know, the coaches always try their best. Hey, this is a dangerous team. And they're going, dangerous in what? Yeah. Like, they lose every week. They can't even throw for 100 yards on offense. Yeah, we'll see you on the field. But I do agree with the, the notion is you can't send Malik Willis out there with, like, all backups because that doesn't, doesn't do any good. And also, this isn't a Tennessee Titans team that we say, Scott, like, hey, by the way, we thought they were dead and buried. They won four straight games. Let's keep the momentum alive and say that. Like, they just need to actually put a competent game on the field for how long ago since they actually played a decent football game. I can't even believe Tennessee's in this spot, but here they are. Now, flip it over to Sunday's game, too. Jacksonville and Houston. Jacksonville is a four and a half point favorite on the road. Total listed at 43 and a half. Doug Peterson came out today and said, it's a football game, which is what the coaches are always going to tell you, even if they don't let you know the game plan. Football game out there, unless you're hurt, everybody's playing. This is what we do in the NFL. And then you fast forward, excuse me, you rewind back to a few years ago when he got fired in Philadelphia. You tanked the final game of the season because you knew it didn't care and it was better for your organization. Then you go back to 2017. Hey, game is what you need. The final game of the season, they lost six to nothing to the Dallas Cowboys because why? Their starters played like one snap out there and came off the field and all of your backups played in a meaningless game. So I don't know where Doug Peterson's actually going with this, but if you see Tennessee rest, do you go full gas in Jackson versus the Texans or do you sort of take your foot off the gas pedal in that game? They would be the one I would probably take the, the foot off the pedal. But it's amazing how they're not reflecting that in the line, right? They are reflecting in the Tennessee yes, line that they're correct. in the tribe, but they're, but they're making Jacksonville a solid four-and-a-half-point road favorite. So they think they're going to play Houston, serious. Houston playing good football, too. Like yes. You don't want to yeah. be betting on Jacksonville at the half. And by the way, Trevor Lawrence is to the bench, and so the rest of the starters for the second half. My goodness. Come on back. We'll get to the phone lines next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, Fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Cruising through hour number one right here on the grid. Sirius XM Channel 159. It's Moneyline in the afternoon. Telephone lines here are open. 844-843-6879. Time to get to those here. John from Atlantic City is on the line. Moneyline on a Wednesday. It's Scott and Donnie. What's good there, John? Hey, hey, guys. How are you? You know, I enjoy the show very much. And 
I know we've been talking about these bowl games, how everybody's, you know, opting out and coaches moving around. But what I really wanted to know is if you could help me out, because I was one of those guys when I was in school, I didn't do my homework. And so a lot of my bets have been going south because I didn't do, didn't do too much homework, which I wish I did. But I need your help right now. So the, the, um, the playoff games, is everybody intact for all, uh, all four of those teams? Coaches, players, everybody? Pretty yes, much, well, yes. You know, right? Yeah. Outside of yeah. Smith and Jigba, like, is the big one here, who probably could have come back, opted out to stay out. But there are no surprises in this one. Like, oh, yeah, the quarterback is not going to play here. Let's just say, like, C.J. Stroud. No, they're all in. Cool. Because um, I'm leaning towards Michigan because uh, I think they're just going to be a little bit too much, too physical up front. for T- TCU's had a great year. They're exciting. But I just got to lean towards Michigan. And definitely going to go with the Bulldogs because, of course, this defense, right? I mean, we've been talking about it for the last two years. Uh, so I'm leaning that way, but I just wanted to ask your opinion on that because that would help me make my final decision. And um, I got to like the Giants this week for sure. Um, obviously, they should be able to take care of the Colts. And um, the Eagles, although, you know, with uh, Mensch, I always say his name wrong. <laughs> my man Menchie, whatever you want to call him. What's his nickname? He's a great, he's a great little wild card. But the Eagles uh, do need this game, and I think they'll put the Saints away, and um, that'll wrap up their, uh, you know, their uh, their championship, there, uh, the NFC championship, with you know, in that division. I would have in the division. I'm sorry. So, but I really appreciate you guys taking my call, and thank you so much, and uh, happy uh, New Year to you guys. You too, John. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Here, a couple topics he brought up here, Scott, which we'll touch on uh, the games. I actually. Uh, I do like Michigan, and and I think they have the ability to put away TCU. The game I get a little bit nervous of is Ohio State's top end is very good, but what are we going? Are we going to see the same type of Ohio State defense where George is going to be able to do whatever they want, and George George will just turn up the gas on defense and that quote unquote home field advantage that they'll probably have in the dome? How do you see these two games going here in the finals? Yeah, I'm directly opposite of you. Um, as far as I, I think Ohio State's going to get crushed. Uh, I, I think what we saw against Michigan is only a precursor to what we're, we're going to see against uh, yeah. uh, uh, Georgia. I, I think Georgia is by far the best team in the country. Um, the Michigan one is the one where it's like, you know, I, I, I want to buy into the TCU Kool-Aid. I have all year, have a ticket on them to win it all from, from the beginning of the season, not mm. the of the season, but two or three weeks yeah. in, and monster odds. Uh, so I'm just leading, you know, I'm hoping, uh, but I do think ultimately the two favorites will win. And, and, and sadly, I think both will end up covering as well. TCU's played so many close games and you just wonder, are they going to be able to make all these comebacks that they've made against a, a pretty good Michigan team? You know, Michigan there last year, they got that sour taste in their mouth. The TCU's playing with house money. Um, I, I think a, a tease or just a straight parlay that they, they both would pay about the same Michigan money line, Georgia money line, or, or tease them down a six point tease to, to basically pick them each one. I, I think that's going to be the winning ticket. I think you're looking at a Georgia Michigan uh, championship game, I think. Yeah, games that matter. Should be a lot of fun here on Saturday once we get to those. He also had a couple games in the NFL. We'll start with Indianapolis and the New York Giants. I do believe that the Giants should win this game. They need this game. Indianapolis looks like they are absolutely dead man in the water. Yeah. And obviously Nick Foles supposed to provide a – no quarterback on that team gives it. They're negative sparks. Oh, we're going to go with another quarterback. He's worse than the one that you just put in the game, and now you can't move. Nick Foles, it's not 2017 again. Obviously way past it, but also that football team is certainly hurting. But – we're used to the Giants, Scott, right? Getting points, being dogs. If they're favorites slightly here, they're up to five and a half across the board. And I would not be surprised on Sunday, Scott, if we might see sixes out here, which is a different game plan, a different ballpark for the Giants. Yeah, you're going to see some wild point spreads. You know, we talked about the two games that are basically yep. meaningless. You know, and some of these others, it's all, you know, because the general thinking is, you know, and we're saying it, well, Giants need the game, Colts don't. So everyone's batting Giants, and that's going to push those lines a point yes. or two higher in that direction. Whereas a lot of times that's just not necessarily the case. Uh, in this situation, though, I do think, you know, if you're a Colt player, then you wait till the very end. If you're a Giant player, I, I would get in on them uh, right now. Um, because uh, they they need the game. But I'll tell you this, uh, Giants at home, home of a favorite and, and dog, 17-30-1 straight up, 17-29-1 mm. against the spread. 7-11-1 um, against the spread as favorites, uh, you know, home and on the road. Most of those, I'm sure, are at home. 
So they've not been a great home team. Do the Colts rally around? You know, it's hard to imagine that after watching them. And I got to tell you, I know this is going to sound like sour grapes, and a lot of it is. But but Aikman even said it on the broadcast Monday or Thursday night, mm-hmm. um, or Monday, whatever day it was, Monday Thursday. They're throwing the ball. I, I, Nick Foles hasn't thrown a pass. They've done everything in the world possible not to play Nick Foles, and they got a running back that that ran 24 times for what 90 yards the, the week before. They're having success running the ball in this particular game, and, and they throw the ball basically 40 times, and they ran uh, what's his face 12 times, and his over under rushing attempts was 12 and a half. Mm. I, re- I am re- he ran 24 times last in a close year. game too. Him- in yeah. a close game, yeah. yeah, and they only ran him 12 in a close game here. That that they were in it the whole way, and they had success. He averaged five yards a carry. Why they came out throwing the ball with Nick Foles? I I, I don't I don't understand. My one complaint with with Saturday, who I'm I'm rooting for because everyone else rooting against him, but that was just I I don't know where the game plan came from. With a third-string quarterback throwing the ball forty times, yeah, it was one of those where there's a reason why Nick Foles hasn't started a game yet for the Indianapolis Colts, and also right. a week and a half ago, ninety percent of NFL fans didn't even know Nick Foles was actually on the Colts roster. Oh, Foles is going to start. Let's see what happens. Yeah, let's throw it all over the lot. And by the way, to your point on Jeff Saturday, uh, Kevin and I get in this all the time. I actually believe with certainty he will be their head coach next year because what really? the owner says absolutely goes. He really wants him to be there. Now, they completely fell off the table. Because you remember when they beat the Raiders, he crowing all over social media. I told you, look at this guy, leader of men. This is what we get. And then it just steadily got worse and worse and worse. But I'm telling you right now, I really believe that Jim Ursay is going to hire Jeff Saturday next year. Because you're already reading, oh, him and, uh, you know, Ballard, that's a dynamic duo in the room. And we just got to pick the right quarterback. Like, oh, no, here we go down. Do you think, like, Jeff Saturday, it's madness for me. No way, shape, or form he would be my head coach. But Irsay is so off his rocker at times that, again, you can't fight your owner. The GM goes, I don't think we should hire this guy. I'll just fire you, and I'll get somebody in here that's going to just tell me yes anyway. Like, the owners are going to do what they want to do, and I just feel like he handpicked Saturday hoping, not to catch lightning in the bottle as if they would make the playoffs, but just give me a win or two so I can sell this thing my own way to the public. Yeah, go get some real offense, defensive coordinators that can kind of show them around a little bit, I suppose. And uh, that may be it. I, I tell you, the dumbest thing they did, believe it or not, I, I think I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think it goes back on to them getting rid of Carson Wentz. I, I know yes. last year was just so tough to accept. You lose to Jacksonville and you lost the week before to the Raiders. I get that, but you know it all goes back to if they just would have, you know. Uh, you know, bit their tongue and said, all right, we're going to give Wentz another year. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe things would have been different this year versus with, with Matt Ryan, who was, you know, he was a mistake from the get-go. You knew it from game one, he was a mistake. So The best part about that whole story, Scott, too, because I, I know exactly where you're going, and you're right about that, because it wasn't as if Wentz was going to lead you to a Super Bowl, but at least there's some upside where a game two or three of the year, he will make throws that Matt Ryan could never make and lead you to yeah. victory. Now, it just go happen that you lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you beat the Jaguars in the last game of the season last year, he would have been the coach. But this was one of those when the season ended, Frank Reich and the GM through sources out there, hey, he's coming back. Like, we're going to make a run at this thing and see if we can correct some issues. And the owner stepped in and goes, don't care what you guys do. He's out of here. So make it happen. And that's what happens where you go and get Matt Ryan. You saw Jim Mercy. like, man. Look at the practices. They're amazing. This guy's such a leader out here. That's what happens when your owner makes the decisions as opposed to football people. You wind up in this, which is why I do think Jeff Saturday is going to wind up being the head coach of the Colts when absolutely no way, shape, or form he should be. Now, the final topic here that John was talking about also, the Eagles versus the Saints on Sunday. Jalen Hurts isn't playing his football game. I think we could probably agree on that. I don't think they're going to run him out here. They can beat the Saints without him, but I think this would have been a runaway had the Cleveland Browns in the snow held their lead and knocked the Saints out of all playoff contention. They still have life here. The Philadelphia Eagles, a little bit licking their wounds after the Cowboys game, some turnovers here, got some players injured. They should still win, but what's your outlook on the Saints-Eagles game that now sits at a touchdown? 
Well, listen, they have to take it seriously, right? Because if they do lose and Dallas does win and they'll know if Dallas won on Thursday, then this has got to be like a serious – you know what headed the last week of the regular season, right? That That's the one you want to take off. Mm-hmm. Everything would be – first round, buy the whole kit and caboodle. And also, don't forget, uh, you know who's the New Orleans Saints first round draft choice next year? Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. So it, it uh, you know, the front office is saying, let's go, let's win, because the last thing we want is for that same team to get to the postseason. Who knows? Do something stupid like win a game or two. And now all of a sudden we have a top 10, top 15 at worst pick turning into a top 25 pick. So th- there's incentive for the Philadelphia Eagles organization to beat the New Orleans Saints. So I think you'll get gun ho. I, I I think you'll get everybody, you know, if, if Hertz can't play, I think he will play, believe it or not. Yeah. Oh, I, I do think was as okay, well. right? Mitchum did okay. He wasn't bad himself. Yeah, right? Yes. I, I didn't watch that game and go, oh, man, the reason they lost was Gardner Minshew. A couple ridiculously right. good interceptions, and the two fumbles weren't his fault. And if they don't happen, maybe the Eagles end up winning. And also, yes, don't blow a, a third and 30 out there as well. Mm, that certainly yeah. fed into it here. By the way, NFL beat writer Dove Kleiman, possible reunion, he says. Get this. And I had to check like twice if this was a fake account. 49-year-old free agent Terrell Owens has been in contact with the Cowboys about rejoining the team in the NFL. It says, quote, we've been in constant communication with Jerry Jones' office over the past few days. Jane Slater types in and is like, yeah, they weren't in constant contact at this point here. So who knows what to believe. That's a legitimate account saying that. Probably from T.O.'s people to put some buzz out there. He's a 49-year-old. What? He has been saying it for years. My goodness. Right. I, I mean, and I'm guessing somewhere along the line, someone kind of brought him in secretly and said, all right, let, let's see what you have. Right. I mean, I, I would think at this point, but he's been years, years and years, four or five years. He's been saying, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. He looks like, you know, if you watch the videos, I mean, yeah. he looks like he could be, you know, 30 years old. No two ways about it. But uh, I, I there must be some blockage there. Uh, the fact that you're 49, you'll get destroyed by you know players half your age. Uh, yeah, no, that's not happening. By the way, the last T.O. video I saw, Scott, was not him running routes or catching passes. It was knocking a guy out in the street outside of yes. a CVS for being <laughs> yes, disrespectful to customers inside. So he still got it. He still got the competitive yeah. edge right now. So why not? Maybe that was it. Maybe that's the latest <laughs> thing that prompted him. Like, hey, you know what? I still got some strength here. I, I can still do it, guys. <laughs> Where do I sign? Yeah, I got a lot of fight left in me at this point. By the way, another update here. Uh, Lane Johnson delaying surgery to try to come back for the playoffs. Going to rehab the next two to three weeks. Injury is not kind to the Philadelphia Eagles right now at massive positions, which include your slot cornerback, your all-pro right tackle, and, of course, your what was an MVP caliber season out of Jalen Hurts. We're going to update all that and more in hour number two. One more segment to go before we get there. If you want to call in, 844-843. 6879. Be happy to take your calls in hour number two. But also, we're going to find out where JP is going tonight because yesterday he was robbed, people. He got one minute to try to hit his props. Didn't happen. No surprise. We'll be right back here on Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. 
Little Biggie Smalls to end the first hour right here of Mighty Line. Scott Wetzel, Donnie Wright, Saturday afternoon. Wednesdays with Wetzel. If you want to get involved in the show in hour number two, you know the numbers. 844-843-6879. Now, JP, get in here because yesterday, these are the days that we get angry and forget about handicaps and what you think are supposed to happen. When you get an injury and lose, which I'm telling you, any gamblers out there listening right now, you're, you're shaking your head in the car. You're like, yep, been there, done that before, where you take an over, and before you could blink, you didn't even get to enjoy the game that you were watching here. Much different than Scott Wright who's saying, hey, you know what? I got a prop on a rushing over 58 and a half. He gets the 58 and you lose. Like, oh my God, that's torturous. Nothing is worse than you don't even have a chance to win this, JP. And break down what you had last night and what went wrong. Yeah, I had RJ over the points against the Mavs. And to add insult to injury, he goes out with like a minute and a half into the game uh, with a finger injury. I'm a Knicks fan, and then they blow a nine-point lead with a minute man. left against like the greatest game ever. So what a horrible game. Yeah, what would you have actually bet on that game, too? Because it's never happened before. Like, hey, by the way, uh, you could put your house up on this to win like $500 or $100. Like, yeah, go ahead and do it. It's never happened before. Oh, my God, they just lost a nine-point Scott, they lost a nine-point lead with under 30 seconds to go. I don't even know how it's possible, but it happened. Yeah, I, I ran down the play-by-play this morning. You know, they hit a three with 26 seconds oh. left. Knicks turned it over, hit another three with a foul, no less. And then they, they made it one of the two free throws. Like, the Dallas got the ball four times in the final 26 seconds or 30 seconds. I, I mean, it's, wow. Incredible. Unbelievable. Leave it Incredible stuff. JP, where are we at tonight? NBA, bowl season, tomorrow's NFL. What are we leaning on? I'm going back to the NBA, and I'm going with the prop in the Suns-Wizards game. All right, so we go Suns and Wizards tonight. Phoenix Suns, by the way, big time. Now, back-to-back, but a big win yesterday against Memphis. This line, also Wizards, big win against the Sixers. But the Phoenix Suns are a minus two in this game, a total of 221. So JP is going with a prop in this game. If I'm looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook, I see player points props. Four guys out here, Aiton Bridges, Kuzma, and Porzingis. Where could JP go? Is he going to automatically bet unders now because he got burned last night? Or is he getting back on the over train? Our number two coming up right now on Moneyline. Stick with us right here on Sirius XM Channel 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all-new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. 